The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Hello and welcome to the Players' Lounge, sponsored by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. You are now rocking with the best. I'm Heckma Harrison, and joining me at the desk is two former Dallas Cowboys, Bear Church. What's happening? Danny McCray. And uh, the man that's doing the Lord's work over there in Oxnard, California, none other than Newick Scruggs, uh, NBC Fives. Oh, come on, bow, take a nod, do something, at least let us know you. I am a, you know what, that's how you take the show off the rails, right? Yeah, like, nah. it, it is about to be that kind of player's lounge, all right? It is about to be that kind of a show today. But, man, i tell you what, I used to check on you guys to see how y'all doing, but I think everybody is fine right now. We After good. Dewey did. <laughs> Dewey, boy. That's hey. no sense at all. Oh, uh, man. 11-time Emmy winner, Newey Scrubs, is out in Oxnard. And, and Newey, obviously, man, you're, you're going viral. You're blowing up all over the place on social media. Everybody wants to know, man, about your interview with one LaShawn McCoy. Uh, man, come on, give us a lowdown on it. First off, um, <laughs> Shaney was, was pleasant to talk to, and I interviewed Acho first, because I, I know Manny Acho, and you know, it's one of the things, man, it makes you feel old, because he's like, man, I used to watch you in high school, man, what year is this for you out here? Uh, so I talked to Acho first, and then my photographer, Noah Bullock, was like, hey, man, there's Shady right there, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So I walked over to him, and then he saw my head. He said, oh, you a Q-Dog. Okay, okay. I was like, okay. So right there, we got a little bit of respect. And and then we did the interview. And so that interview I had with him, I just, I tried to be fair. I didn't try to come in here with like a, hey, man, you know, I totally disagree with how you do your business. But I just wanted to actually ask him some questions and let him answer back. And so I enjoyed the interview with him. Um... I kind of laughed when he said, well, what are the players supposed to say? What are they supposed to say about that? And then I talked about James Washington, who I saw Saturday, okay? James Washington, who, in my opinion, should have been the MVP of Super Bowl 28, but the way that game turned around in his play. Um, but they didn't give it to him. Emmitt Smith got it. Uh, James Washington played with Troy UCLA and played on these two Dallas Cowboy teams with him. He talked trash. That's all he did was talk trash. Charles Haley talked trash. Jimmy had a bunch of Miami Hurricanes on the Dallas Cowboys. They talked trash. Um, so when Shady talks about, I've never heard it before, I've never seen it before, well, I'm here. For three years, I've seen Dak Prescott and Trayvon Diggs do this. I didn't see it in Trayvon's first year because it was COVID. We weren't allowed to be there. So, And he's like, so so how does this get out here? Well, because you got cell phones. You got better audio equipment. But this has been happening out here. And so he's like, man, I came. You know, I want to show my face, da, da, da. But then they didn't stay. Right as they hit the mojo moments to go into real practice, Acho and Shady left. Acho said they had to go back to um, had to go back to L.A. to do their show, so Shady never stayed around. They never talked to anybody before camp, and after, you know, after camp ended, you know, they didn't do any interviews. They didn't talk to anybody. They just kind of came and just showed their faces here, and 
you know, I asked Dak afterwards. I was like, did Shady acknowledge you, talk to you at all? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, okay. That's how you that's, know that's it's, how it is. it's a business thing. Yeah, Listen, look, look, look what he got out of the whole interaction, okay? You yeah. go on the TV, you start talking this craziness about Dak Prescott and disrespecting him, doing all this other crazy stuff. And now Newey Scrubs, Newey Scrubs, the, the Emmy nominated and the winner of all these Emmys is like, hey, man, let me go find Shady. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's working out for him. Now he get to go do a show. People are going to ask him about this for the next six weeks or, mm-hmm. or month or two months or whatever. And then, you know, he's going to say the next crazy thing, and it's probably going to be about Dak again, depending on how the season starts. And they're going to roll on through the season just like that. They whole show last year, or the, a lot of their show last year, was based off what they talked about and making fun of the Cowboys and if they're going to make it. And, you know, the Eagles were doing good, so then they had that back and forth. So a lot of the show is predicated off the Dallas Cowboys Players and in, in organization. Well, if you know, I mean, the Cowboys are—they're going to get headlines. Everybody's going to see it's going to be clickbait. So I understand what they're doing over there. It's—it's it's all the entertainment with, uh, you know, Shady and Acho and all that stuff. But from one running back to another, new, I got to ask you about this number two running back position for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I think we all understand that Tony Pollard, when he becomes healthy, he's going to take the majority of these reps. But what have, have these backups looked out there? You know, Deuce Vaughn, um, Dowell, Davis. What did they look like? Because they're going to have to step up and be in that number two running back role, especially early in the season as Pollard gets more acclimated from um, from his injury from last season. So what have you seen from that running back room? Yeah, Mike McCarthy was asked a whole lot about that uh, yesterday. You know, catch it on DallasCowboys.com as his press conference. It answered a lot of the running back questions. He likes what Rico Dowdle is doing. Uh, he also was a, is a fan of, uh, of Malik Davis. And then you've got Deuce Vaughn in that screen game. He likes Deuce Vaughn here. So, um, and of course, you know, Ronald Jones right now dealing with a groin injury. But the running back room... According to Mike, we're going to see this preseason. These guys are going to get the opportunities to go out there and show what they can do. He just just has a comfort right now. I don't feel like there's any panic that he's like, hey, guys, we got to go out here and go bring somebody else in. He's very comfortable with these guys. I thought Malik, I thought Davis, when you go back to that 49er game, I thought when he was been given opportunities, he's done a good job. And Dowdle was ahead of him before he got hurt. And here's a kid, you know, both of these running backs, people forget, played in South Carolina, I mean, played in the SEC. Dallas, South Carolina, Davis over to Florida. So they can run the football. We know what Deuce Vaughn was able to do in the Big 12. Uh, I, to, for me, I'm not worried about this Cowboy running back situation. And then when it comes to pass pro, they talked about Deuce Vaughn picking up uh, in pass pro pro fine. This Jacksonville game is going to be really good because we're going to see some guys in some positions where they're going to get their opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, Kayvon Turpin, they, you know, McCarthy's talked about he wants to see him at wide receiver. But the running back position, in my mind right now, you know, the preseason is going to tell us a whole lot. We see we see this stuff here. You know how I feel about the all Oxnard team. You know, can you do it at AT&T Stadium? You know, can you do it there. Uh, can you go to Seattle after that, the preseason game, and, and show the Cowboys what you can do there here? But I, I'm not worried about this position. And, and let's be honest, man. They're going to throw the ball, okay? When you've got a receiving court like this, you're going to throw the ball. You want to be able to run it when you want to, but, you know, it's not like this. You know, we're not about to see, you know, Ezekiel Elliott 2016, where they're just running, you know, he's going to lead, one of these guys going to lead the league in rushing. And we're also talking about Tony Pollard being the guy. So can people ground, grind out a third and three, um, you know, they're going to be backups. And I think we got to remember that, that we're looking for a backup running back. We're not looking for a lead bell cow here. When we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and especially Dak Prescott and the years that he's been successful, Nui, it's been because he has had some success from the running back position. And 
Uh, and maybe, you know, Mike McCarthy is okay with the running back group that he has, but we know how important this group actually is. Just for you being out there camping, you're looking at these guys compete. Are you seeing versus the eyeball test that this is enough to win an NFC and go far uh, in the playoffs? Oof. Okay, so I go back to Tony Romo's best year. It was when DeMarco Murray was the, the NFL offensive player of the year. They ran the ball a lot. And then for Dak Prescott, you talk about that, that the first year, even the first two years, you know, they ran the ball. It was a running team, but it was a different head coach. You know, now you got a different coach in Mike McCarthy. So um, I would not look for that to be the same. But when you talk about those years, what you saw from DeMarco Murray and then Zeke's first year, you had an offensive line with a Travis Frederick there and, and, and a Tyron Smith at peak performance and, and uh, a Zach Martin. That's not the case anymore. So so you don't have that same offensive line here. And I think at some point in time, we've got to come to grips that, you know, them dudes aren't walking through the door like they used to be. You know, Zach's going to be 34 years old this year. Tyron's a guy that hasn't given us 16, 16 games, I think, since, like, Obama was president. So, I mean, dude, it just, it just is what it is. <laughs> So let's see how they gel and who the five guys out here that can do this thing, man. It's still a concern for me. We saw Tyler Biotis, the center, roll his ankle yesterday. So, man, this offensive line, we, we got to see where it is. It's just not this top five group of these number one. Yeah. Have you, have you been to Roscoe's, man? You ain't. Hey, you you, you own it today. You got Obama special. No, man. No, no, I have not been to Roscoe's. <laughs> no, I've not been. To, I've not been to Roscoe's. Hey, I'm not. I got. I, just, I didn't go to LAX. I flew into Santa Barbara, so I have been on Roscoe's on this okay, trip. Okay, all right. So just sushi yeah. and Nobu. Huh? That, that's it. <laughs> nah, hey, listen. I got. I got one for you. I just want a Mozzie Smith update. Okay? okay, we picked the guy in the first round. That is. That is the one that I'm like. Hey, I want to see this. This pan out. I want to see if it's gonna work. Does Neville Gallimore have a shot? Is he going into this season being the starter, projected starter? Because when you spend a number one draft pick on the guy, especially D-line, but you expect him to be out there wrecking stuff, yeah. right? And knowing that it was yeah. our weak leak on our defense, like, I'm, I'm really paying attention to this position. Well, Mozzie didn't practice yesterday because he had an MRI. Oh. So, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I would not look for and, and I, you know, I hate that I just talked to Will McClay and I forgot to ask him about about Mozzie, but they, they say he's fine, that the MRI is, is okay, but um, I would tell you I would not look for Mozzie Smith to play um, Saturday night. So, you know, so he he is by the way he is participating in the walkthrough. He is participating in the walkthrough. So and and, and Biotish is out here too, but um, you know. Apparently they've said he's fine, but we'll, we'll see. And, and McCarthy's not talking today, but I would not be surprised when Church, you come out here tomorrow, and, and, and McCarthy says that, that Bozzi is not playing because he's been dealing with some uh, tendonitis in his knee out here. What, what, what makes me the most nervous? What you said, uh, what you used to say about Jason Garrett is the things that you don't say. Okay, I asked him a question about, about Bozzi Smith. He didn't say anything positive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even before he had to get the MRI yesterday, I'm talking about just an update. We okay. ain't talking to him. I haven't heard a positive thing. <laughs> Yet, not one time. Okay, said one positive thing about my. So now I'm now I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Okay, okay. All right. So so let me put it this way for you. Um, Mozzie is coming along. I do not expect him to be in the starting lineup right now. I, I don't. You know, Hankins has played well. Osa's been doing well. Mozzie is going to be a part of the rotation. And to me, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, 
is he going to, you know, did we all know Tyler Smith was going to be as impactful as a rookie uh, at this point in camp last year? No, he didn't. He had some moments. He had some moments where he struggled, too. So let's see how this thing plays out. Um, I, I think sometimes we just want answers right now, right now. He, he needs to look like he ain't Aaron Donald yet, okay? Um, it's taking him some time. Now, Micah Parsons has nothing but praise for him. You talk to the other guys about Mozzie. Here's the only bad thing that I've heard about Mozzie, okay? They say he was terrible when he had to go out there and sing his rookie song. They said he was terrible. He, he should have had to do it over. He was so bad. That's the, that's the, that's the only bad thing that I have heard about Mozzie. Okay? They talk about his strength. But just the, the premise that he's going to step up here day one and be Vince Wilfork or Booger McFarland right out of the gate, I, I don't think that's the case. They got some guys that they like. He'll play his way into the rotation. And then let's see exactly what is going on with this knee tendonitis thing and, and when the players talk and see see if we can get something from them. <clears throat> I don't right. to talk about a first-round pick, yeah, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> I want to slide back to the offensive side of the football because – a lot of reports going out there, and you look at this wide receiver position, the number four wide receiver position. And from what I've seen at camp, there's a young man by the name of Jalen Brooks out there mm -hmm. who's doing his thing, as well as Semi Fajoko. I've seen a couple of, of shots of Semi Fajoko out there getting some deep balls, and he's actually completing them as well. So do you see that competition stop? You going to go to camp? Go to camp. I'm trying to get my boys some love. Come on, man. I'm just going down there. Oh, oh, man. Man. I'm we ain't been watching man. the same film because oh, I ain't seen yeah, that. You ain't seen nothing from Pahoko out there? You ain't seen nothing from Pahoko. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, give me some. Give me some. Y'all ain't the man. <laughs> no separation. <laughs> 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 boy, don't you, don't, you, don't you let me find Isaiah Steinbeck, boy. Don't you find Isaiah Steinbeck. And we start talking about, about Finney. Um, Come on, man. You know, like the other day, you saw the Diggs pick. Yeah. Simi. Nobody going to Simi. I mean, no, man. No, bro, no. You talk about number four. Simi ain't number four, okay? Okay? So not a, not a chance. Stop that right now, okay? Just. What about Brooks? All right, what about no. Jalen Brooks, though? What about Jalen Brooks? Oh. No. Neither, neither of them. All Oxnard. He's all, <laughs> he is all Oxnard right now. I need to see it at AT&T oh, Stadium, okay? Oh, How many times man. we got to talk about these dudes, man? You know, somebody got to step see up in the preseason game. The dudes looking good out here at practice. OK, oh. that's 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 fine. Tolbert <laughs> is doing some good things. OK, I love it. I love but we to need that. to see that translate, too. OK, we need to see that translate, too. But but Jalen Tolbert has taken his job seriously and he's taken uh, accountability for what happened last year. He's even participating on special teams and, and he's showing some signs of life there. You man, Simi hadn't always been wanting to get on the special teams here. I don't think he's good <laughs> enough not to be a part. A special teams is just a wide receiver name only. But this is what I'm telling you guys. This game against Jacksonville is something that everybody needs to tune in for to see these second-line backups and what they can do because this is where they're going to be judged on. Kelvin Joseph, there's another guy who's been out here, man. I mean, he he may get a bread, he may get a bread sponsorship because he's been toasted a bunch. So let's see if he goes in Jacksonville and makes plays. Okay, so if he go out here to Jacksonville and makes some plays, and we go by, okay, okay. But during these drills, man, these mojo moments. Man, I mean, my man, I mean, the other day, man, the flag went up there, and everybody was just like, oh, gosh, we're walking PI, man. I felt bad for him, man. I did, I felt bad for him. But I'm just like, okay, maybe, maybe it's because it's cooks and digs. You know, what's that old meme? Like, man, I'm out here, I, I 
I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. Are you good, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make Calvin Johnson. Two of these men out the airways. Yeah, he's <laughs> got to show us up, man. Hey, hey I'm gonna be positive. You know, okay. so I, Kel I, I, Calvin I, I, may go. <laughs> You go Kel, ahead, I'm just saying, man. Kelvin may hit that. He may hit Jacksonville. Show us something, man. So, and Mike McCarthy talked about that. He's like, man, this is the preseason games before. He's like, Mike McCarthy said, I don't have a 53 set in my mind right now. I got to go see guys play because there's gonna be something that happens in a preseason game, and a guy makes a team. And and, and you know, Danny and Barry, you guys had that moment too for yourselves, yeah. where they're looking at, hey, what's this guy doing here in the preseason? You say, okay, now that's worthy of making the 53. This Oxnard stuff is nice. <laughs> and cool, but what are you doing in these preseason games when they really do count and that's where they're great? What what what, what game was it last yeah. season where uh, Kelvin Joseph got the, I think he got the start. It was in the AFC Invitation. Was it, was it? it was Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I thought I, I thought I felt a little connection with this week. Oh. All right, so, uh, you know, my, my, my man got something to go prove out there and hopefully, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? It works out for him. But uh, listen, I want to clarify this, okay? All Oxnard <laughs> is a designation that you get after <laughs> camp is over, with, okay, yeah. okay, because you, they call you all Oxnard when you when you do all you can in camp and you out there flash moments, getting picks and all that stuff, and you go out there in the preseason games in the regular season, you don't do nothing. Then you get labeled all Oxnard. All right, you don't want that label. You don't, and you don't want to be labeled all Oxnard. Two guys at the desk that are not called Oxnard <laughs> guys at all. No, no. But I'm a, hey, positive heck here. Got to put a positive spin on it. And Nui, I know you could do it. Just follow the brick. All right. <laughs> Kevontae Turpin. Kevontae Turpin, a lot of talk has been uh, on, on Kevontae Turpin, not only as a returner, but also as a wide receiver. This preseason game, how important is it for guys like Kevontae Turpin to etch out some playing role, a, a playing role in this wide receiver room? You're going to get this positive. I'm going to get, get this. You're going to get this Kevontae hey, Turpin hey, thing. He's been on this for two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we can, okay, we can do that. We can do that. Let's talk about that TCU Horn Frog. Uh, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays, and he spoke about how he wants to see what Turp does as a wide receiver. I talked to him uh, about two days ago, and he's like, man, I'm ready to play, ready to see what I can do. And one thing thing that I think we don't talk about enough is while he made the Pro Bowl last year, he played a lot of football, having gone from the USFL to being the MVP there to playing for the Cowboys. He, his body's had an opportunity to rest. He's now in his second season. He feels a better connection with Dak Prescott and everything that's going on here. So I think Turpin is another player that against Jacksonville is going to get his opportunity to go out here and show people what he could do. He's ready for it. And we know he's going to make the team because it, he made Made the team as a special team was uh, uh, made the Pro Bowl as a special team last year. I like the fact that you've got a Deuce Vaughn and you've got a Cavante Turpin, and I've already seen some plays where Mike McCarthy has, you know, put these put some special packages in for these guys, and I think they could be effective. So I'm looking for Turpin to, to improve. I think he's a good football player. I've watched his kids since college, and if given the opportunity, I think he can make plays. Is, is it is it possible for your quarterback to have connections with all the receivers on the roster? No. Okay, just it ain't, ain't happening. Okay, because we. CD got it, Cooks got it, Gallup got it, uh, possibly Tolbert uh, got it, Turpin got it. Uh, I mean, good. Everybody got it. Okay, so I need I need to see it. But the thing is, the unfortunate part about that is we know they're not going to be catching no passes from back in these games. Oh, Cooper Rush show. Cooper Y'all think they could have no. two return specialists no. on the 53? They better not. That just You can't say, who is Turpin going down there and tackling? 
Who, who's too long gonna go down there and tackle Ortiz? Like you, 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 I just I can't see it. I cannot see it. I I, I can see Deuce Vaughn being that's, uh. What, what that's why it? somebody like Simi Fe. That's why somebody oh. like Simi Fe Hoko has to get out here on special teams and do something. <laughs> he need to. That's he why Jalen Tolbert's got to play special teams. He, he has to. He, but but right. I don't see. So you're gonna take two return specialists into the season. 53 spots available. You take a two return specialists, guys who are only going to really get a chance to do it if you punt. I mean, if, if, if there's a punt return, your defense stop them, or, or 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 you're scoring a lot of points. That's Other than that, you might just have a guy just sitting on there on a, on a on a on a who? What do you say? He said Bill Belichick would do that. Oh, Lord. Here we go. I mean, they're the same person. Two return specialists, two gadget guys. I mean, you, that's that's two spots for the same person. I just, I can't see it happen. No more screen. And do you okay. think that both of those positions are intertwined? And we've talked about that before about Deuce Vaughn mm -hmm. and Kevontae Turpin. I mean, different positions, but still, in order to carry them on this roster, it's gonna, you're going to have to have them as special teams guys. Yeah, because you know with, with Deuce getting the backfield, I mean, it's got to be a gadget. So, so the defense, their, their antennas are going to be up. He ain't blocking nobody. Let's keep it a beat. He's not going to go out there and protect on third and seven. We know it's a pass play. We know he got to get out. He's not protecting. I, I just don't they're gonna, One of the others is going to have to happen. One of them is going to have to stand out as a return specialist and take that job. And I think Turpin right now is, you know, head over heels above him. You got the Pro, Bowl, the Pro Bowl. You got the Pro Bowl designation, man. You you already – it's like being yeah. the first rounder, all right? You're going to get every opportunity to go out there and mess it yeah. up. And we know what happened. In preseason last year, that's what uh, Kevontae Turpin made the noise. We was like, oh, man, this dude is – he's the real him. deal. Got to keep him. Well, I mean, look, you can't put Pollard back there. Hey, that's not what you yeah. want to do. So, so they're going to have to figure out who else goes, go, you know, who else is in this position besides besides Turpin. But that, this is the beauty of this Jacksonville game, guys, is to see what they do, how do they utilize some of these players, and what positions, and where do they go with it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, As Dan here. Quinn passes me right behind me here, DQ, get ready to go do an interview over here. The man hey, himself. Hey, Nui, I got I got to ask you, man, because we are at the eight hundred thousand dollar mark for Ooh. Zach Martin. You talk about somebody with a point to prove, ax to grind, he is paying for $800,000 in fines so far. Nui, come on, man, give me some good news. I need to know that at least we're making headway on potentially getting Zach back in camp. <laughs> the cap ain't going up. <laughs> I haven't heard that. No. Oh, I, I, I have not heard that. I have, not, I have not heard that at all. You know, he's making a choice. He's making a stand. So, until Sunday Night Football against the New York Giants occurs, I'm really not – I'm not thinking about it. Honestly, really not. They – McCarthy's talked about how Zach knows exactly what to do in this offense. He's look, looking at other guys and, sh and seeing what they can do and different reps at the right guard spot. When Zach decides to come back and play football, he'll come back and decide to play football. But he's making a business decision right now, and oh well, you know, this, this thing is going to be costly for him. But I don't see, by listening to the front office right now, I don't see there, there, that there's any deal that's about to take place. And if it is a deal that takes place, it's going to be have to, something along the lines of an extension that extends him another, you know, maybe two years. But uh, right now I haven't heard that that's something that, that, that was going to occur. So, nah, he ain't here. But, okay, it is what it is. I'll take 800. 800, man, that's 800. a lot of ducats. That is a lot of ducats. And I can, it, it, to me it's perplexing because it's like, man, this is the front office, everybody, you know, Nui out there reporting, is acting like this is this is some ho-hum guy. <laughs> like, yeah. we, ah, we could go without him. I mean, we, you. You know, the, the train keeps rolling. 
Man, this is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. This is arguably the best guard in football right now and has been for the past five years. And all you've been hearing over the last couple of weeks is leverage. Who has leverage? Yeah. Leverage this, leverage that. And you're looking at this offensive line and you're saying, dude, that guy, that's not who you want to start with day one. I'm sorry. I mean, I can honestly say it's probably a good thing that Josh Ball is getting reps right now. You want to see him get reps at the guard position. And I'm sure that the front office is applauding the fact that he's getting those reps he ain't Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at cost. Listen, the cost and the benefit, okay? I'm going to keep going back to the big bazooka because that's what my man Jerry alluded to, all right? You think about the cost of paying Zach Martin to how it is going to affect your ability to pay the bazooka. Do you want to be going through this situation with him when it's time for him to get paid? Oh, absolutely. Because he, he don't want to hear you talk about, well, remember when Zach uh, held out? We had to take care of him. I remember back that. when. You know what I'm saying? They, he not, nobody's trying to hear that. So we can talk all, all we want to about Zach Martin being back. But I think based off what Jerry said, there's a guy, a generational talent, the next one, because Zach Martin was one, yeah. well, is one, and then now you got Michael Parsons, where everybody clearly across the league is saying, that he's one of the top guys that they've seen play, you know, since they've been watching football. So that's a guy I'm going to be worried about because, like I said, two years from now, you go you sit him down and be like, hey, bro, this is all we got. <laughs> this is all we got. We gave yeah. something to Zach, and, and we had to pay CD, and now we don't have enough for you. He's going to look at you like you're crazy. That's facts, too. So, mm. so you know what, Danny, what – what, what Parsons' agent doesn't want to hear, Dax's agent want to hear, and C.D. Land's agent want to hear. You know that old math formula we did in business school? They don't want to see Jerry stretch out now. Here's our present value money, and it's less because we paid Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. So the future value and what we were trying to get to your guy is going to be over here and not as much. No, everybody, they got lucky on Diggs because Diggs took top five money at the corner spot. I'm not anticipating... Dak's agent saying, well, just give me the average. No, he's going to look at, what, what's Justin Herbert at? Oh, boom, we want more. Micah Parsons is going to come up here, because Micah is set up there, right there on the podium on Sunday. I'm a special player. Special player is not trying to take the average here. Uh, th- there's not going to be no Tom Brady discounts coming around here, guys. So <laughs> when he Jerry talks about that money that he knows a Zach Martin wants, it will affect it. And you got and before you even get to Parsons, you got to take care of Lamb. You got to take care of Dak. Terrence Steele is going to have to factor into this equation. What if Tony Pollard ends up having another Pro Bowl season? I mean, there's there's still other guys and other issues you have to look at this football team. So when we talk about the leverage, Zach Martin doesn't have it. These other players, like Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, Terrence Steele, they'll have a leverage that he will not as a player under contract for two more years. Uh, he's NBC's own, Nui Scruggs. He will be back. Nui, you'll be back with us next week, or you'll still be out in Oxnard. No, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm flying home tomorrow as Barry Church is supposed to come out here and do some serious XM. So, um, yeah, no, I got to come back, man. I got to come back and uh, go go help my kid move into her dorm room in college and get all her stuff taken care of. Man, well, well, thank you for being out there and handling business, man, and going viral with your Shady McCoy uh, interview. And thank you for handling all the business out there, Nui. Oh, where did she choose? <laughs> where did the daughter choose, man? Where did she go to school? Nui handling all the business. BC was asking, what school? What school is she going to? Oh, 
Texas. She's going to Texas College, where actually Greg Ellis, former Cowboy Greg Ellis, was coaching at for um, for two years. So she's going out there. She's going to try and walk on this soccer team. So you know, I'm out there rooting for her, man, yeah. to get it get 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 everything done. So so yeah, man, it's a great thing, man. It's a great Congrats. thing. So Savannah Reese is uh, she's trying to become that adult, man. So that's what we try to do. So uh, uh, folding chairs out here are discounted, by the way, fellas. So if you need any, let me know. We all good. And by the way, when I see Al Harris now. I throw my hat. I throw my hat in the air because Al Harris hadn't seen it. I was like, Al, have you seen it yet? I said, Well, when you do, I'm saying, but throw the hat. And I know when I throw my hat, you gonna know. And so yesterday, I threw the hat. He was like, he shook his head. He's like, Woo! <laughs> Man, we, appre we appreciate you doing. Thank you for for coming right, off for the first segment. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's Louis Scruggs out in Oxnard, California. Please, the podcast has a text line. So, Cowboy Nation, make sure you text us. It's eight one seven two nine. 903298. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the NFL Network's top 100 here on the Players Lounge. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Yes. 
Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboys <laughs> Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes, plus a trip to the Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Hold on. If you're going to nominate if, me, dog. If you had a won that last year for Super Bowl 57 with the Eagles going, I don't win. and they put you on the Eagles side, how mad would you have been? I wouldn't have been mad at all. What are you talking about? I would have went full cowboy gear just like I am right now. It would have been what it is. He only saying that because they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the Eagles celebration. They got a pan on the camera. He the sad one in the. He'd be like that. And as soon as Jalen Hurts, he fumbled the ball and linebacker pees up, run for a touchdown, I would have been back to life, dog. The only one standing up. Yeah, I told you. It looked like Montgomery, Alabama. But we're back here. Hey, they're gonna take me off the rails. I mean, we started like this. Dude just took us off the rails right away. But the NFL network had its top 100 players, and the Cowboys had seven players in the top 100. There's only one team that had more, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. uh, but <laughs> our arch nemesis, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers, but the, Cow the Dallas Cowboys had seven players in that top 100. And guys, I, I, obviously from your playing days, how much did you guys make of the NFL Network's top 100, baby? Uh, to me, when I was, when I was playing, it, it wasn't a huge deal because when you go in there, they like break you down, defensive meeting rooms, offensive meeting rooms. And when you go in there, either the captains or somebody will come in there and say, all right, these are the guys we're voting for. Yeah. All right, pick your top players from these from this category. So it ain't like you going in there and everybody has a different sheet and saying, oh, this is my top 100, this is my top 100 over here. You kind of all have the same one and you put it in together. So Cats really just kind of looked at it, you know, eh, it ain't that big of a deal. But I also never made the 100. So if I'm, you know, <laughs> if I'm on a, you know, oh I was, if I was 21 one, one year and the next year they came back, it's, you know, 65, I feel some type of way. So I understand what they're doing, but to me it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. I probably can't even name 100. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was on special teams, dog. And I and they probably had a kicker on there that played my position mm -hmm. or something like that. But I mean, it, it's always a like a, a, a interesting interesting thing to see when you want to see how the peer how your peers rate other players, right? The most important part to me is like that top ten, right? Yeah. You always when we play, you know, Tom Brady was going to be probably at number there, one. Yeah. But then now it's interesting to see the shuffle of like the different skill positions that are up there, right? Pat Mahomes is the guy now, but then you start to see guys like Michael Parsons. Mm -hmm. uh, where's Justin Jefferson? Like you start to see these type of guys, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's okay, that's right. Or you get to look at it and say, nah, that ain't right, right? So I think that is the main the main thing of looking at that 100. So I always look at it to see, but half the dudes, I don't recognize who they are until I see the uh, the highlights. That's what <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah, he is good. Yeah. But if, it, if like, for me, it's like, man, do some of these guys get off just the uh, name alone? Like, if you look at it, you know, Aaron Donald, as dominating as that man has been these past however many years, he had kind of a down year last year. He was hurt. He was hurt, yeah, for the most part, he was hurt. And he still was, what, I think it was in the top, what, 20, top 10, man? I mean, it's almost like you can't have a list unless you put it exactly. in the Exactly. So it's like, man, how, how realistic is it, you know, yeah. to go by it? So, he's still the know. Time, you know, because he was hurt last year, he's still the top 100 guy. Yeah. But, so, so but I guess, was, is I guess, it going off career or just question, year right? by that's year? That's the question. Like, that's is the it year game, by year you know? or is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well, that would be a hell of a drop. 
All yeah. of a sudden, he top 10. All of a sudden, he get hurt the next year. He's off the list. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> now, of the seven Dallas Cowboys that are on this list, and it was Demarcus Lawrence, Zach Martin, Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, and Micah Parsons to round out the top 10. Of those seven players, and let's take Dak out of it. All right. Not, of those six, all right, one not being <laughs> Dak, what is the one player that you can look at on that list that has to have an impact on this team this year for the Cowboys to be able to compete for a championship? Tony Pollard. Okay. Tony Pollard. Okay. I, think, I think when you look at our defense, you say, okay, at each level, we got a guy. Loaded, yeah. Some of those levels, we got two guys, all right? Then you look at your offensive line, Zach Martin comes back, okay, we're not even sure if he's going to be here. Um, but then when you look at what we're really missing, the running game, what happened when Tony Pollard went out in San Francisco, in the San Francisco game? Yeah. Everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed. That that home run threat that we had, that was gone. The ability to change pace out there in the running game, that was gone. So you saw that happen in the San Francisco game, and now there's no Zeke. Right. So the person who has the most to put on their shoulder shoulders right now to me is Tony Pollard. If we don't have a running game, right? Then it's all on Dak, it's all on Cooks, it's all on um, on CeeDee Lamb and mm -hmm. Michael Gallup. And then you get to that situation where you see a guy throwing 50, 60 passes a, a week. And true. now you got an issue. So to me, it's Tony Pollard. And um, you know what you on that Tony Pollard aspect? I definitely think he has to come out there and ball out in order to keep this offense balanced. Because we've seen what happens when it ain't balanced. Turnovers start to go. But besides Pollard, I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb on this one. I think he needs to continue to be that number one wide receiver. You know, we've seen early last year, he kind of struggled to get going. You know, he kind of... Was it with the drops or just wasn't that number one guy going to? But from week eight on, I mean, he exploded. Ended up with 100 and some catches out there, pro bowler. So if he can continue that just level of being that number one wide receiver, he'll take a lot of pressure off of Dak Prescott, off Cooks, off of Gallup. It'll open things up for this offense immensely. So I, I agree with you on that, Pollard. And I'm definitely going to put CeeDee Lamb out there. He needs to continue to be that number one, one wide one receiver. Question. So do we have a 1A and a 1B, or do we have a clear number one, clear number two at receiver? It's your show. Go ahead. No, no, I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, to me, I <laughs> Woo! I'm going to say we got a clear number one in CD. Okay. I'm going to say he's that clear number one. And right now, I think I think Cooks is the two. No, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, oh, wow. I, 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 I asked from the question of, like, we've seen what Cooks has been able to he's do. Consistent. No matter yeah. what yeah, roster absolutely. he's been on. Yeah. And the roster he was on last year, you okay. look at you say, come on, man. Now you get him with a guy like Dak, a coach like uh, Coach McCarthy and a new mm -hmm. offense with somebody you know can be productive productive in a new organization. I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a, another breakout year for Cooks. For Cooks? I think right. it's going to be another break. A guy that has that type of speed that can take you down the field, all right, and be the deep threat, then also can route you up. DB's not they're not gonna know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna know what to Who do. You and, double? And Who you, that's what happens, right? So, on, so if yeah. you start off with seeing CeeDee Lamb getting doubled and you got Cooks getting one-on-ones, that's an issue. And I think all of that's gonna be predicated on Dak Prescott's ability to make decisions over the middle of the field, but those short routes. Yeah. Uh, being able to bait the defense into coming in closer to be able to hit Brandon Cooks on the home run ball. He can't just be a one-trick pony in this offense. So like some of the guys that we saw last year, I can't think of T.Y. Hilton. He was yeah, just a fade and go. Yeah. Right? We don't need Brandon Cooks to be that. We need him to be the intermediate routes. Uh, we need a lot of guys to do that because in the West Coast offense, as you guys know, the ball comes out quick. quick and quick. it's going to be the 
decision making of Dak that absolutely is going to accentuate that talent that Brandon Cooks had. I think he's a, he's going to be great in this offense, but I think it's in the scheme and it's going to be in the play calling and the rhythm mm. of the offense that actually allows him to get off. But I'm going to pick my guy. Guess who y'all think? Who y'all think I'm going to pick? The bazooka. Ah, you know, the people, bazooka. come on, though. But Mike, you want to take some money from him, though? Well, I'm sorry. Give what? Something to Zach Martin. What you say? <laughs> I'm gonna take a, no, that's not what I'm saying. The stop. Is stop. 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 That's not what I'm doing. But but I'm gonna say Micah. Uh, because if Micah can be a 20-sack, this can be a 20-sack season for him, that's going to impact everything for mm, our defense. That's going to change everything. You've played on mm. one of those kinds of defenses mm -hmm. that, I mean, they were coming after you. And I believe with all the talk about this defense being the number one defense, and obviously you can say it on paper, mm -hmm. they're going to go out, have to go out there and play for it. But I believe that Micah is that guy that if he can, man, if he can have a 20-sack season, and just be a monster in impacting the game, I think that's going to change everything for the Cowboys. I agree with you. If he can have one of those, you know, J.J. Watt-type years when he was in his prime, defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, where they were just taking over the game, it makes it a lot easier for your secondary out there. Because you can just sit back and look at the quarterback. From a safety standpoint, even at the corners, you can sit in zone and say, I know this ball got to come out within the next five seconds or three seconds because we know Parsons is coming off the edge. And that creates a lot of takeaways that way. So if he's balling, it'll make things a lot easier for that defense overall. I'm sticking. But look, George in D.C., who is behind in enemy lines, George, we have to, hey, kudos to you, brother, because I know you got a lot of stuff going on if you're in D.C. and you're a Cowboy <laughs> fan. But George said, do you feel the starters should play at least a couple of series in, in this uh, first preseason game? <laughs> <laughs> no. <would> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No? Listen, if, if it wasn't for just the look, uh, the perception of what it was, I wouldn't even take him to the game. You ain't. Hey man, y'all just go ahead, chill out of the hotel. You ain't got to be there. I don't want you to be close to the field. This is there, there is there are only three preseason games now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There used to be four. Mm -hmm. Who knows what a preseason is going after this? I do not want to see my starter go in week one and have something happen to him that will affect him up into week six, seven, eight. Can't do it. It just, it just don't make sense. Man, and get I, a young guy some, get, get a young guy some reps. I missed the opportunity because I could have teased that question for the next segment because mm. I was going to ask a preseason. <laughs> Mental note, I got to be better. All right. Look, <laughs> we'll be back because I got questions to ask about this first preseason game and who these guys are looking at uh, in this first preseason game. Coming up next, put your fingers, pinky fingers in the air for the players' lounge. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. 
Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys training camp 2023 is here. Brought to you by American Airlines. Watch the team practice on select, select dates through August 15th in sunny Oxnard, California. Admission is free. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. Back here for the final segment of the Players' Lounge. And, uh, man, it's been one of them kind of shows, man. Nui got it crunk. Yeah, I mean, he got it started <laughs> right. Gate, right from you know, the he gate. got it started right off the back. The energy is being right, and we'd have kept this thing going the whole way. But I got to ask you guys, with two undrafted guys that knew that the preseason was going to be so important, how did you guys approach, or what was your first preseason game like? Man, that was the hardest game I ever played in my life with the, with, with the uh, NFL. Just... Preseason for a guy like me, un being undrafted, I had to play almost what was it almost every snap at safety as well as every special team snap. So you going from kick stepping, blocking defensive ends on punt, running down on punt, so you got a forty yard sprint. Then it's right after that. If you ain't got a commercial timeout or a commercial break, <laughs> you going right to defense, and they and they be ro they roll those preseason games. So you just going back to back to back. Then if you do stop them, you got to go on punt return and block people. So. It was one of the toughest games I've ever played. I mean, Danny can attest that we was out there gassed. Yeah. I think it was just me and him playing safety for the most part. So we had the entire game um, to go against. The, I think we was going against Cincinnati, Cincinnati in the Hall of Fame game. game. I did get to tackle uh, Ocho Cinco, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, man, it was it was one of the toughest games I ever played. Yeah, listen, it, like everything Church said, we had to do everything. All right, so you go out there, and then it's it's your first opportunity to play NFL mm -hmm. football against other people that are not in your practice, right? And then it's the Hall of Fame game. So it's a week earlier. So it's yeah. just you, right? So now it's your, you essentially are playing a prime time game in your first opportunity to play in the NFL. Lucky, luckily for me, uh, special teams went well. Mm -hmm. They threw up a Hail Mary at the end of the half, so I got me an interception. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it worked out for me. I was glad I was in it. But did I want to play any more preseason games after that? And I was like, nah, coach, I'm good. You see? I got the skill, bro. Just, just hold me down. <laughs> if, you, if you play, if you get a you know, pick early in the preseason game, <laughs> right. you're like, hey, come on, yeah. take me out. From no. no. here, you don't want nothing to but, you, but, but, like, you really approach the game knowing that this is your chance, right? Mm -hmm. So you go into it, you say, listen, we put all this work in the LTAs, rookie mini camp, now we in camp, mm -hmm. now it's time for us to go out here and show what we, what we can do. And if you have a coach that has your back, he's going to tell you exactly – what you need to do and let you know he's going to try to put you in a position to make those plays. And we had coaches that yep. really, really were rooting for us and wanted us to be on the squad. So Coach Maxey was there. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe D. Camillus was there. And they were like, hey, listen, this is what you have to do. Bring you to the sideline, coach you through. So for us, it was positive. Yeah. I, everybody else probably – some people probably don't get that same positive yeah, experience. Tough. This is when – sorry, this is when you're in trouble. You're a rookie, all right? 
It's your first time coming on there, and you don't get no playing time in the first preseason game. Oh, you know it's over. <laughs> it's over. You, you don't know, get no PT in the first. They don't even schedule out the reps for you. That's so look for the guys who's not, not getting not getting no reps. You just clean jersey. Then. <laughs> yeah. So guys, get, before we get up out of here, one name for a guy that you're looking at in this preseason game. Josh Ball. Easy. I look, Zach Martin's not there. Even if he was, we would still be trying to figure out what the, what the change would Josh Ball be from right tackle to right guard. Can you play? Right? We got a new offensive line coach. Everything's new for you. You got a new voice. We're teaching you whatever new technique. Are you, are you embracing it? Have you worked out uh, in the summer, worked out all the kinks that you had mm-hmm. last season to make sure that you're a better player? Like, we have an opportunity to see that. So, I want to see, hey, man, if Zach Martin don't come back first, pre- first regular season game, hey, can you hold up? Yeah, for me, I'm going with uh, Marquise Bell out there, uh, the big safety from um, Florida. I think it was a FAMU, I think he went yeah. to. So, to me, he has an opportunity out there because you know they paid the two top safeties, Hooker and Wilson. You know those guys are paid. Curse, he's been an outstanding safety uh, since he's been here with the Cowboys, but they didn't offer him that those bags. Or at least we didn't think they offered him those that bag. So he has an opportunity to slide in there at that, at that third safety position. You know, maybe not this year, but next year. So to me, I want to see what he can go out there, show the versatility out there, and see what the, uh, he can do for this preseason. I, one name for me, Nation Wright. Nation Wright. I want, well. I want to see what Nation Wright does. Third round pick. Uh, he's been on the team now. This is going on his third season. A lot of questions have been asked about Nation Wright. Uh, and even his ability to make this 53. And mm. I think a lot of his fate is tied into Kelvin Joseph. It, it, seriously, they're yeah, tied in true. together in the way. Uh, but I'm really looking at Nation Wright. His height, 6'4, 195 pounds. See him put this together so that he can be one of those guys that, that's in the, uh, the cornerback rotation that you know Dan Quinn is he likes those big long, corners yeah. long corners and uh, this is a guy man that that has to make an imprint especially uh, in the preseason mm-hmm. but man that's it that's all we got a, we got cowboy football coming up on Saturday it's on. Are you going to camp? You going? No, nah, don't be back. Don't be back here for. Uh, okay. For so, oh, he was capping. Yeah. Is no, no, I, got, I do got a serious <laughs> XL. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's a video. It's another camp. Video. Yeah. 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 You don't know when Louis Cameron is real. Who knows what's going but, on? But man, we wrapped it up, man. What a hell of a show. Give me nah, some. It was of that, fun. Man. It was hell fun. Of a show. The players' lounge will be back next week. We'll be throwing our hats up and having the folded <laughs> chairs, and we back at it, and we gonna ride. This has been the players' lounge on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?